So I got a, I got my cigar. I'm finna just pull the car around the corner. And then I'm gonna open my bottle. And then we finna get into it, man. Ross just yeah. had a birthday. You blessed my... I love the way you love someone I love. Aww. That's what's up, man. Like, I know Ross. And you you make that man happy. Like, you make him happy. In your Don't whole essence and your being. <laughs> and that's so tight that y'all found... It's tight that y'all found a reason to be that beautiful to somebody else. Like, it's easy to be that beautiful to yourself. But to find someone you want to be even more beautiful to, that shit's beautiful. You guys, we did finally what we said we were going to do. This episode of Marriage Caviar features our very first guest, Jabari Conrad. Jabari is a proud Black father of two young Black men, Ocean and Miles. He recorded live with us from St. Louis. You are going to, I promise you, you're going to have to listen to this episode at least twice just to pick up the gems that Jabari laid down for us on this episode. He has a very interesting family dynamic that you will hear and learn all about. And let me just tell you, we could not have had a better first guest. Ladies and gentlemen, Jabari Comrade. You are our very first guest. And I know you told Justin that you was hype and excited, but like we are equally hype and excited to actually go ahead, jump the broom on having a guest and it being you. That's tight. That's tight. I love grows even stronger. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. So introduce yourself to the to the people. Um, and then I and I'm gonna give you just a quick synopsis on what we think uh like our every first guest appearance might look like. All right. I'm gonna give myself how would I introduce myself if I was at the Apollo? Mm. Like I would say my name first, like coming to the stage. Jabari <laughs> Conrad. I'll tell you how old I am. I just turned 33. My birthday was June 25th. Uh, I'm a father of two sons. I can't miss. If you want a boy, we can talk pricing and I can get you one. I cannot. (laughs) Ocean is my oldest. He is six. Miles is the youngest. He just turned one and we share the same birthday. Imagine that. I planned it out to perfection. (laughs) that's what's up I didn't know that yeah I really I really outdid myself this second time around (laughs) this second time around um um, I'm from St. Louis Missouri I spend most of my time in East St. Louis where my family owns a grocery store that I oversee uh my focus right now is agricultural learning like I already feel like I've been way behind the eight ball in learning this and I've been putting it together Focusing on how to grow things that I can eat and manipulating land to get more value out of just putting something there to build. Like, how can what can I do with some dirt to make some money and to look fly? Because looking fly is like amongst 
that's pretty up there. That's it's very important. Come on, Queen Sugar. I'm just saying, like it is. It is. <laughs> that's real. What prop Joe say on the wire, dress the part, be the part. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know what he said on the wire. That's what I'll be See, talking about. Uh, you gotta get with it. No, you didn't know who said that either. I'm I we need to make sure that the people know that this man named his firstborn ocean. That's dope. Yeah. No, this this is the equivalent. Like this is the point blank period, and that, that's how Jabari you know. is smooth, and he gonna try to tell you otherwise. No, I'm, and here's the thing, I can't even take full credit. His mom and I were going back and forth, back and forth. Like that's how I think. She's a fire sign. I'm a water sign. So all we do in like banter, not ever in like arguments or like aggression, but like we just. She's amazing. She is a Delta as well. She went to Vanderbilt. Like she, she got she got the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she likes to spar. She, everything with her. Let's spar. Let's dance. Come on. Come on with it. <laughs> so it's a it's a meeting of the minds every time we get together. So we couldn't figure out. I had Ali because I love that name. Mm-hmm. So oh, she I wasn't like sold. That. She wasn't sold on it yet. So our favorite. We use a lot of colloquialisms and like secret phrases and stuff from movies and our favorite was Ocean's Eleven. Hmm. So she called me and ran up saying I'm like what? She was like, what if we named him Ocean? I was like, okay, you win. <laughs> <laughs> you win. That's super dope. Yeah. Super dope. She did that. So listen, we have been saying on the podcast that we would have a guest for some time now, but we didn't want it to feel forced. Um, we didn't want it to feel like we were boxing our guests in to a particular subject matter. Matter, so everyone's first appearance on the show is going to go something like this. We'll ask, "What part of your life or your foundation do you think you are absolutely doing it your way?" And this way, it'll allow for the conversation to go wherever you want it to go. And we will follow you. That's an excellent question. What part of my life do I feel like I'm doing it absolutely my way? Mm-hmm. I would say parenting. And that's the thing I'd be most proud of, too. I'm a big proud dad. Like, I don't even be trying to hide it. <laughs> Not like extra overt, like the one being dummy lied at the graduation. I'm the one that won't clap. Like, I knew my boy was going to do that. We ain't even got to do all that right, right. <laughs> <laughs> knew what time it was. So that that I think is the thing that I know. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it absolutely my way. That's what's up. So so let me ask you this, man, because I've been wanting. We discussed a little bit before, but I really want to know. So how did you? You mentioned having like two kids and, and working with co-parenting with two different people. Mm-hmm. How did you? How are you making that work for you? And how did you make it work from the beginning? Man, let everybody know the first thing I say all the time is we got 18 years maximum, minimum together. We got minimum 18 years. Let's make it fun. Let's make it fun. Above all, both mothers are both very, very intelligent. They're both amazing people, so they made it easy to navigate two households. Ocean's mom and I were together at one time and created something beautiful, but we just didn't last. So then Miles' mom comes along. And we worked and we tried to create something beautiful, but it just didn't last. But we got a receipt from our time at the fun park each time. So I have a receipt named Ocean. 
and I have a receipt named Miles. So, <laughs> these receipts are proof that love existed and through that we created. Mm. So, when whenever we have, like, my thing is, look what we did. At our best, look what we did. We created mm-hmm. something really awesome. So, why don't we stay closer to that than staying to animosity and just being ugly and not beautiful toward each other? Mm. Let me ask you how y'all met. How, how did you meet Ocean's mom? I met Ocean's mom when she's from Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. No, she not. She from Gang Banging, Little Rock, Arkansas. And it don't help that she's a Delta. Because Deltas ain't nothing but bloods with Robert's Rules of Order. Come on. Like, <laughs> Come on. that's it. That's like, wild. they... And and I say that with the utmost sincerity because her like when I watch how they get stuff done, they so efficient it makes my nose bleed. Like if one is working on something, oh we know two or three that can do this, and they'll make some phone calls and they'll be in there on that meeting, and by the end a whole presentation is ready, and I'm in awe. So, but they, but they some gangsters though. They get down. They are some gangsters. Man, you know I, I was born in Little Rock, man. So that's I, I know where you from. Yeah, so yeah. Th- that's home. Yeah, so she, we met when she came to St. Louis. I don't even know why she was here. I do know her best friend is from here, and they went to Vanderbilt together. And she invited her for a humbug, and I met her, and I was like, "Damn, she fine," but she didn't really give me no play, which kind of threw me because, you know, what I'm saying I'm like, "Why? Well, okay, I'm here." <laughs> <laughs> Choose up where you lose up. Like I'm, I'm right in front of you. <laughs> Choose the wealth, not the help, baby. Come on. <laughs> but she she didn't buzz. I'm like, okay. So I met her again. I'm like, all right. So we start building off that. I made a trip down to see Ross one time, and she texted me while I was on the road. I wasn't when I went down with you, Ross. I rode down with you, and she texted me, and she was like, "Where you at?" I was, like, "I'm actually going to Arkansas, the Forest City." She was like, that's like two hours or some away, an hour, not even an hour away from where she was. She was like, I'm finna yeah. come get you. I'm like, I ain't even got it. I ain't even settled. Said, I'm finna come get you. You too close. I'm like, <laughs> all right. So she came and got me. We kicked it that weekend. And we just been thick ever since. I've been immediately gravitated to her mind, though. Like, she was fine and is fine. But her mind, like, somebody that can, like, spar with me mentally on ideas and stuff. I was like, oh, you tight. I want you to be my friend. Come here. Yeah, <laughs> so I made her be my friend. That's what's up, man. Okay, that's what's up. So, so what advice would you give to somebody who I don't know? Because you hear these stories all the time, where, like dudes like post on social media, and Facebook, like oh, I'm having all these these problems with like my my baby mom or whatever the case is. Like, what advice would you give to somebody who is coming into a situation like yours to make it, you know, more cordial and make it work for them? I think the first thing would be to stop posting about it. Mm. That's the most mature thing, honestly. Mm. And I look at everything like how you got 18 years together. You might as well make them fun. Nobody wants to get on the internet and see disparaging things written about them. And as a man, I apply the Godfather method. What happens in the family stays in the family, number one. Mm. So if you upset, be a man, bite your tongue, go outside, smoke a cigar, do whatever. But don't, 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 don't do that. Come on. We're not doing that at all. 
Number two, realize that you are mad right now. You may not be mad in two hours. That's helped me grow so much. Like, Jabari, you just mad right now. Like, something happened. There was a miscommunication or there was some malice intent. Either way, you're upset. How long are you finna do that, though? How long are you going to commit to that? And what helped me grow is, does this change how I feel about that person? Do I still want to call and be like, you had some lunch today? Did you eat? I know that lady at work get on your nerves because she messed with the thermostat. Like, how's that going? Like, I still care about you. Once you realize that, you can easily sidestep a lot of the stuff that I hear and see people, like, squabble over. But that's just my opinion. But how did you get to this point, though, Jabari? Because all things have constant. Like, I'm thinking about the men and women who are growing up potentially in single parent homes and kind of learning that behavior that like your quote unquote baby mom, your kids, other parent are the ops. And like, how do you even get out of that mindset? That's a hundred percent. And see, and that's why I say exposure is important because the only way I know that is because my pops, Man, I grew up in a household. My parents are still married. They're going on like 35, 38, something obnoxious to be with one person for a long time. <laughs> like, like, they up there, up there. Like, when they do weddings, they like some of the last people still be like dancing when they be like, okay, 35, 30, they still dancing. <laughs> like, the way I watched my pops handle my mother was immediately, I never wanted to be married. But I always knew I wanted to have a woman that I handle with as much care as my father handles my mother. I've never in my life ever heard my daddy raise my voice to raise his voice to my mother. Not one time. Not one time. And my mom will make my daddy mad. Because it takes a lot for my daddy to get mad. But she she can figure out ways, and I've seen it happen where he gets mad. When he gets mad, he just gets quiet. And we usually like talk like, "What's up, man? Why would I say something right now that I'm gonna have to apologize for later?" Mm. Number one, number two, she may be right about whatever she's saying. The fact that she's giving me this much feedback, she might be right, and that's that's one thing I think a lot of men have to deal with, and that's detaching the ego, bro. I had to learn. It took me a long time to learn teamwork, which is why I was always bad in relationships. I thought it was like me. As long as I carry my weight, the rest will take care of itself. No, you got to facilitate. Teamwork. 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 That person might be right. Hmm. Acknowledge that. No, that's, that's deep. Taking the time to acknowledge that and be like, they might be right. The fact that I know if it's anybody in, this, in the world I would listen to is this person. And the fact that they're going so hard at me about something. Even if they wrong, I may at least give them the respect of being quiet and just letting their words marinate. Let them just sit on me for a second before I even respond. And that's helped me tremendously. Is your dad a cancer? No, my dad is a Scorpio. And he a cute. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Plays A to Sig, Ace Club. Yeah, my dad don't mess around. He don't. He, and that's the thing. And that's what always made to me how we handle my mama so like delicately. I, yeah, because mm-hmm. my daddy, 
to this day, my daddy walk around with two pistols on at all times. Like, he's from East St. Louis. He's a businessman, businessman. Like, I've never seen my daddy a day in his life work for anybody else. Like, he handles business and everything is done on his terms. Or I'm not budging. Hmm. But, to, but to have that exterior, but when it comes to my mama, what's your mama say, man? And that's what's <laughs> helped me. At, that's what's helped me as a parent. Like I used to like Ocean likes to pick sides. Like my dad said, I can. I'd be like, bro, bro, don't do it, bro. What your mama say? What your mama <laughs> say? Make it easy for both of us, because you know if she's not happy, I can't be happy, and if I can't be happy, you can't be happy. Make it easier for both of us. So watching to answer long story short, watching how my father handles and handled my mother as a child is handled the right word. Should I be saying handled? Yeah, I mean, that, we, we know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. yeah. That, so what do you that, think, that right what you think as far as, because we jumped in this conversation before talking about, um, you were discussing your communication, but what, how, let me think how I'm going to say this. Um, I'm trying to ask, so the good parts, the positive pieces of how you communicate. Do you think you got those elements from your dad? Hell no. My dad is the worst communicator in the world. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. My daddy is hell no. I've been listening to art. Ever since we talked originally, I've been listening to different teachings and philosophies on relationships and mm-hmm. like inter- like how to deal with the other half of completion. Like how do you deal with that? Like that person is a puzzle piece. And they got different, they got different grooves. They have different curves. How do you master loving another part of yourself? And it's tough. Mm-hmm. For me, it's tough. It's tough for us too. But y'all look so groovy with it though. Y'all look so cool <laughs> with it. Y'all look so cool. Like my situation, I have two children by two different mothers. Mm-hmm. So I navigate a lot differently understanding people that I love different ways. So it's like, okay, I'm understanding different dynamics of love. And the biggest thing that I work on is, is learning how to communicate. I think I find difficulty a lot of times in, in other people's emotions. I'm a cancer, so I read emotion very, very well. I can read a room without anybody saying anything to me, but responding to emotions that don't necessarily make sense or resonate with me is like, that's where I stumble. Like we were talking, I was talking to Ocean's mom and she she asked me, she, I, I love her because she, she engages me and she makes me think about like, being with a person she asked me like if i were to get some bad news which one of my friends would should tell me the bad news and i was like well i know it's not gonna be me she's like no it's not you so she told me which friend and she told me why and i was like well how come you don't want me to tell you she was like because when you talk to me you talk very very directly she was like and it's almost like you don't you don't polish it enough for a woman she was like i need to hear in in a different tone sometimes Hmm. and and your intent is to give it so direct and unfiltered that there's no question but in that you strip away a lot of who you are in attaching yourself to the information itself 
So I found one thing in relationships is like, I'm getting to the point. You're not going to argue. You're not going to go back. I don't like a lot of rah-rah, none of that. That is my, my mom's a Virgo. My mom's the sweetest woman you ever want to meet on God's green earth. Mm-hmm. My mom. My mom is an over-communicator. So from her, I learned to like cherry pick the parts that made the most impact that I watched her use on people and was like, oh, that's why you're so effective. Like you use a lot of words, but I can pick out the key phrases and the points I see hit people and be like, all right, I'm incorporating that. Mm-hmm. So my mom got 110%. Nice man. Hey, you you said something. I'm I'm gonna deviate a little bit from the topic, but you said that you never wanted to be married. Why is that? Like, what was your thought process behind that? It didn't look fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty straightforward. That, that might be the realest thing I've heard in 2020. Yeah, it I'm didn't look fun. fun. We've had this fun. conversation before. Did we not? Yeah. So Justin, see, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, Justin told me years ago, like, listen, I'm not gonna say I want to be married. I'm not gonna say like I want to be married. I just know that I've never seen it go the way I think it should go, and sex is gonna be a big part of this if it's not going right then like why you know what are we here for we gonna wrap this up yeah if we not, <laughs> <laughs> and i just was looking like um okay <laughs> like all right so i think that's so odd because you ju- i'm thinking justin is coming from it from the perspective of he had like the he didn't live in this like two-parent household this is his mom this is his dad but you have but y'all still have similar paths and being very firm on what y'all think marriage should be that, that's really interesting because my perspective is like i've never seen a marriage so it, it's never been a part of my lifestyle so like hearing you say the same thing and you come from the traditional household is is really like this, I, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. No, it just didn't. It didn't look appealing to me. And I, but and that's why I'm so crazy about y'all. That's why I'm so crazy about you. It's not fictitious. This energy that I bring is a hundred percent authentic and backed by the USDA. It's real. <laughs> like when I see y'all and I watch, I don't know, man. It's hard to come up with. It, it looks cool. That's the best way to put it. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man. She got somebody she can like. Like, Ross know all the people she probably work with and the things that get on her nerves. And <laughs> I felt like I knew y'all when I listened to that podcast. And you and I told you this. When you said you knew Ross was going to walk away and you waited till he got to the top of the steps and said something slick and you knew he was bringing his ass back down. What? I'm like... That to me is now that part is so tight because I'm a head ass type person. Like, I like the matching outfits. Let's do all that. <laughs> I'm hella that. So, the fact that you knew, like, not only that, but you added tax. I'm gonna wait till you get upstairs just to have to walk back downstairs. Yeah, but you knew you knew his reaction because that, that's your baby, that's your one. You knew it. Yeah, and you're gonna come down, you're gonna finish this conversation with me. And that, and that right there, that stretching and that growing as a person, which both of the my son's mothers have brought out of me. 
completely. Because I was very, I'm very, I walked into this. This how it's gonna be. This what it is. It ain't no fences at Camp Eight. If you don't like it, you can leave. You can come back if you want to. I'm gonna be right here. Yeah. But I had to drop all that, and a lot of that went. A lot of that dies with ego. A lot of that dies with ego. So you, but you, so you said something beforehand. You said, "I just don't. I I don't do all. I don't want to do all the rah rah." Which not we can all. We can understand that. But you said, I just feel like our time should be spent loving each other. And and to that, I say this. It's all not like, it's not all sprinkles and rainbows all the time. So those tough situations, I feel like you and Justin as cancer men, y'all have this thing in common where y'all feel like you playing checkers i mean you playing chess and you hitting the clock and you got and that other person has x amount of time to say to you what they need to say or just shut the fuck up (laughs) and i get it but life don't go that way and nobody grows in that scenario okay (laughs) okay I just right. want to put that out there because okay. you really, no, no, you... no, no. I, I want to stay right there too. <laughs> I approach it like my grandmother, my grandma Lois, my mother's mother, was a master gardener. Like she could, her her yard was beautiful, and she would always be back there, like picking and pruning, and we we'd be back there as long as we could before the mosquitoes ate us up. My grandma, my grandma had to deal with the mosquitoes; they didn't bite because they knew that was my grandma. So I would ask her why she was doing that. And she was like, to keep the garden beautiful. I don't want anything back here that doesn't contribute to the beauty that I enjoy. I look at, again, from my upbringing, from coming under my, my daddy's traditionalist. If y'all had my daddy on here, y'all be like, oh, he's so problematic. He don't even know it. <laughs> like my daddy is a Southern minded, Midwest stoic black man. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? So from that, I gathered that time is short and it's fleeting. And you have to appreciate the time with the people that you're with. And in my mind, there's no greater gift to a man or uh, any place he can place that time than with a woman. So when I'm with a woman and I'm in tune with a woman, all I want it to be is... A, a garden for both of us. You had a long day at work. You come home to me and the garden is there. Mm. If I had a lot going on today, a lot on my mind, I'm not one to really talk about things. I'm really, I'm more, I'm very quiet. And the longer I can sit on it, it's not bothering me. I'm just undressing the problem and then lining up the solution based on how hard it was to undress it. Mm. So while I'm doing that, I need a garden of peace. And I find that in a partner. So if if a thorn were to arise, it's okay. There are weeds in gardens, there are thorns in gardens, that's fine. But I don't if I let it sit there too long, in my mind, the way I approach it, it's gonna spread. So let's cut it short. What's the issue that you have with me? How can I correct it? This is how I want you to know that I acknowledge your feelings, and I apologize if I put you in a predicament to where that feeling arose within you. I'll work so that doesn't happen. 
but now let's move on so we can get back to enjoying the garden we prepare for each other with each other is it fair to assume walking into a relationship everybody didn't have a grandma lois a hundred percent a hundred percent malcolm x said that you have to be very cautious when you when you speak to a person because they may not have walked into the knowledge that you now have. Hmm. So you have to be very patient, you have to be very loving, which also took me a lot of time to do. I think I'm almost like, I feel like right now I'm with the all-star team. I feel like I may not be like the number one in points, but I'm top three on the squad. Like I'm Ron Harper with it. I'm on the I'm on the Bulls. I'm Ron Harper. I'm playing next to Jordan. There are people like Ross that got it and ran with. <laughs> I'm almost there. Right, that's love. Don't don't be smiling. Hey, I'm all I'm all teeth right now. All right, he should be. He should be. No, I just I just want you to know Jabari because I feel like. Get, I'm following the sports analogies best as I can. I don't know who Ron is, but you know, Justin to tell me when we get off the episode. <laughs> However, I think that it's only fair for us to say, like, Justin and I walked into this relationship and our communication was, I mean, is it a is there anything lower than garbage? Trash. It was About 13. Yeah, it was it Damn. was terrible. I mean, like I was given all the rah-rah. Like I had rah rah for sale. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm telling you, like I wanted to fight, fight me ho. Like you ain't gotta call <laughs> I'm just okay. saying. Am I lying? Not, so so what's what's wild to me is like hearing you say this, like not even wild, what's inspiring in, in retrospect, like hearing you say this in the communication level is something that I've never had. Cause for me, like what Ashley is saying was real like i'm not communicating with you like at all it's like we we first started i was like okay you want to argue that's cool i don't really have to argue with you because i mean if we if i'm we being honest on the podcast like man uh we just got together and i'm gonna be with some you know saying if we don't make this work it's gonna be somebody else down the line or it is somebody so for me it was not realizing in the moment like what i had Mm-hmm. and the value mm-hmm. of communicating and the fact that you realize that and it took me years literally years to figure that out I was like oh like no you need to there's value in communicating with somebody that you actually care about and everybody isn't isn't able to be replaced and I'm gonna be honest and say it was the rah-rah that peeled the way that onion like you needed that at that time right. the shit was immature as fuck for, on both of our behalves like he would literally give me the one two three i'm gonna be quiet you say something i'm gonna say something that's one for me you say something back i'm gonna say something that's two for me you say something again this is my last time i'm gonna talk to you for 24 hours and that is and i call ross after i heard because that for a long time when i say a long time i mean damn near up to my third like well with them when i was 30 i was still like that that's the way I process because mm-hmm. my thing is I'm not gonna or I'm not gonna like get verbally barbaric with you. I'm never gonna disrespect. I'm not gonna put my hand. I'm not gonna do none of that. But right now you're not hearing me. I didn't say it as many times as I know how. 
if you're not getting it at this point, maybe you need to go chill out somewhere and think about it. And I'm gonna think about it. And we regroup and, and and figure something out. But this right here is not working. And I will. I'm good for not. And it's not to be like a punishment. It's like I right, I need some time to cool off. But I had to realize that though. With time, I can't say time is precious and time is fleeting. And then let a whole ten hours go by and we not talk. Facts. Because that is a punishment for a female. And, and that that is exactly what it is. Because I don't view it as a punishment doesn't mean it is not a punishment. And the fact that a person could view not... And this is what I mean, learning how to love. The fact that a person could view not talking to me for 10 hours as a punishment... Damn, that motherfucker... Excuse me. That person loves me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if me not talking to you means it, that's a punishment... Mm-hmm. Oh, you love me. I just got to figure out how to love you back so you don't feel like I'm punishing you and so that you feel like we still engaged in this thing. Yeah. And I think so one, and we can jump off communication, Um, but I think for at least for Justin and I, it wasn't even a realization of like, oh, damn, you love me this much. But it was us both individually going to our respective corners and realizing like this was worth fighting for. So it wasn't a matter of like what this fight looked like. Our fights just got a little less under the belt every time we had one because they really were, they were brutal. Like in the, in the beginning, it was just like, I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to say you're going to end up being quiet at some point in time. And I think for like that last argument that we were referencing when like you got up seven steps and I said some shit to you, like that was a full circle moment. Like, I don't feel like I had, I I hadn't done that since 2013. Like that wasn't a, every time we argue just to get you back down the steps. This is what I do. I don't think that I had used that tactic since 2013. Mm. Yeah, man. and it, and it's all growth for real, man. And it's evolved. It's it's constantly evolving. So like you might think like yeah, I think I'm getting it now at 33, but once you connect with somebody, what you know, or your or the the connection that you have with Miles and Ocean's mom, like that communication is going to continue to evolve over time because individually y'all are growing as two di- you know as two different people you would be doing that with if you were in a relationship or if you weren't in a relationship and so I mean to to that point I just be ready for that constant evolution of things because it's coming mm. it's coming okay. that's something to be excited about though yeah <laughs> That's something to be excited about. I'm gonna lighten it up, man. I'm I'm curious. How's it? How's the dating scene out here, man? How does it? Are you dating right now? Like, how does it even look? Because you hear all the like the social media posts. Like, you got to do this before you date me. Now you got to spend at least a thousand dollars on the first date. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> Ross, I got out the game at the right moment. Ross, I'm do all that. Hell, not dating at all. Not interested in it. Not thinking about it. Not like it's not. It don't compute. Like, it's, it's literally not on my radar. Like, I'm very, very right now, I'm very business-minded with opportunities that I have with the store. And to me, I still feel like... I watched Damon Dash say something, which I... I'm a Dame Dash disciple. And he was I'm talking scared. about... 
he was talking about how if you don't learn a lesson, he said life works with lessons. And what happens is this. You walk toward the lesson and you have the chance to get the lesson right. You can either get it right or you can get it wrong. If you get it wrong, you can't pass to the next level, either, even though you can keep walking past the lesson. But what happens is the lesson just walks right behind you. And instead of greeting you in the front, it's smacking you in the back of the head until you figure out how to get it right. Mm. So I can't even entertain the concept of dating until I get, in my mind, a grasp on 100%, 93 octane flowing into the relationship I share with both the mothers of my children because I can't go in there with mistakes that I made twice. Like you fooled me once, shame on you two times. Come on, man. You got to figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. So there are things, how I view it, there's things I still have to figure out as far as not even rekindling, but making it work and understanding how you know me, any damage I've caused, how to understand you and go from there. But I watch the things that people discuss when it comes to dating. And it, it got me to thinking about something Ocean's mom and I were talking about. And we go back and forth with traditionalism. Because I feel like that affects our relationship a lot. Like how we view traditional roles. So it's like, how does that... I'm curious as to how that falls with y'all. Like, who does what? Not necessarily is it a sign, but like, is it, a, is it an understanding? of any basis of traditionalism and y'all was like, we just going to start over. We're going to start from scratch. We're going to create our own norms. We're going to do everything brand new. Man. Um, great question. <laughs> I think it took us some time and it was ever, ever evolving and it's still evolving. Um, we don't really have, we don't really do the traditional stuff. I don't do the one thing that I, I know I'm not good at and I have no desire to do is Naomi's hair. Like that, they're frustrated. Like that's real. it gives me that's all type real. of anxiety. Like, just the thought of it, but nah, the thought like, of her not being there, you having to do it, bro. Like, I don't like, oh, know who gonna do this hair. Like, that's a whole <laughs> panic attack at seven thirty a.m. Man, I'm trying to tell you, but nah, like, like dishes, like whatever. Like, I'm, for the most part, I'm older, so it's really no, like the the old school, like traditional way of doing this. Like, nah, like, hey, we just gonna freestyle it and make up our own thing. That's tight. And and that's what we had to, again, with the ego, that's what we had to do with both of them. And I had to, like, I had to, I broke it down like this. The way I see it, the first law of the universe is motion. And the second law is order. So through the motion that we created, came a child. And we created a house, we created a human being. Now, I'm going to help restore the order and you're going to help restore the order. So now the order is going to be how we operate as parents, how we communicate with each other, how we make sure that we communicate to the child certain messages, how we understand, how we understand our roles. Like I don't like for either of my son's mothers to discipline them. And I didn't notice it till Miles' mama said something to me. She was like, you discipline Ocean the way you want to. And I, like, she was like, I compliment, like, you're not like a hella, get over here, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm real communicative with my kids. Like, everything I wanted from my parents, I do to my kids. Let's, come on, let's, what happened? Come here, bro, let's talk it out. Good, bad, or indifferent, 
you, my first response is never just to whoop you. Like, let's talk. What happened? How do we end up here? We were having a great day. What happened? But hmm. I don't like them to do it. And I was like, and I realized that after she said I had to shut up and think about it and was like, she actually right. Like, every time they do it, I'm like, hey, give me a break. But I don't let them say that to me. And it's because traditionally I want them to only see their mother as the nurturer. Like, if anybody asks either one of my kids, who's your favorite parent? You better say your mama. Like, that's your mama. That's that's the nurture. You, you, you came from the breast of her milk is how you sustained your first period of life. Like, your mama. So I never want them to ever feel like they have to do it. And when it happens, I realize I took it as an affront of me as a parent not doing my job. Well, if I'd have been, I guess, a little more stern, a little bit more attentive, they would have known not to do that, and then she wouldn't have had to do it. So I had to, again, let that go. Like, no, that's part of being a mother, same way as part of being a father. And she mm-hmm. has her ways of going about doing it. I have mine. We both respect each other's ways. It's never too far. It's, ne- it's always with love. It's always with encouragement. But that took me a while to figure out, like, to dismantle that. I'm going to be the one to do it, and you just do this. No, mama can be mean, too. You be the mean guy, and I'll be the nice person. Yeah. I think that's the same for us, too. I think we have grown together to a point where I, we do have some traditional things, some things, like, I, I don't do. Um, I don't know if it's some things that, besides Naomi's hair, that Justin just won't do. Um, I think it's more so just his stuff, and I feel like that's just doors sidewalks and the trash <laughs> real for real like i i'm not I saw a man today walking and he had his lady on the outside she was beautiful i was like damn you don't even love her for real man what is this car yeah like, like you know you don't even know no better he might not know no better he might not but she was a little you, it, listen if she you got to read the manual brother you don't buy no sports car and don't know how to drive you if you got a woman <laughs> You got a fox, brother. You got to get some some juice in your stride or something. <laughs> That's right. The same thing with somebody not having that uh the ability to pull from you know a positive realm for communication. That might be the same for for the for the both of them. Because if he didn't know, then she should have known. You know, so it might right, be the right. same for the both of them. Points to be made. Mm. Points to be made. But but I got a question. So. With you being, because being a parent is full time, obviously, but like you've been a parent of two kids, and then you mentioned just focus on that right now. Like, how do you sustain being yourself? Like, how do you not lose Jabari being a parent? Oh, number one, exactly what I'm doing right now. Right now, I have a cup with some Jameson in it. <laughs> I have, uh, what is this cigar? Because this is one of my favorites. This is uh, Perdomo 10th anniversary. And after I go to the respective houses, I tuck the children in. I find out about their day. What can I help with around your house? Is it groceries in there? What do you need? Is it diapers? Who had a great Like we have, for instance, we have soccer practice today. Soccer practice, get you something to eat. Going to your mama's house tonight? Cool. You there? And then I take care of me. Like the nighttime. Late at night and early in the morning is when I when I find my balance. And again, I got that from my pops. My pops would be up at five o'clock every 
single morning like clockwork. And he would go downstairs, he would read his Bible for a while, and he would just sit there. He would just sit there. And it was never, it was funny because my brother and I were discussing it. It was never like told to us that you don't bother dad at that time. It was just completely understood. You don't, you don't even go to that part of the house until he comes out of that part of the house, no matter how long it was. And that's when I find solace. And that's when I get to recharge. And that's when I get to go over my day and focus on being a better parent. I did something the other day and I was like, damn, I'm glad I apologized for that. Like Ocean went over his best friend's house. His best friend's name is Mason. And his mom gets on me about this a lot, but I'm not a big, I'm not big on little boys crying about a lot of stuff. We were never, we were just flat out never allowed to like cry about stuff. <laughs> but I'm more so, okay, it's an emotion. I understand that. It's a physical reaction to how you feel. But let's speed it up a little bit. If you're not bleeding, if nothing's broken, if you didn't die, we can kind of dry a lot of that up. <laughs> so he came. My best friend, John, brought him back to the house. He walked straight in. I was like, what's up, bro? And he dapped me up. He just walked straight in. So I was like, you okay? And he just burst out crying. Like, I want to be, I want to stay at Mason's house. So I didn't react because I had told him about that before. So I was like, all right, cool off. So I went to the other room to think about, Jabari, how do you handle this? And I realized my son hasn't played with any other kids since damn near like March. So normally, like, it'd be like, come on, bro, we don't cry when we leave our friend's house. It leaves a bad vibe. All that we're not doing that. It's like, I got to apply a little bit more understanding. Like he misses socializing with another six year old. That's what it is. So it's the feeling of him missing being around kids being magnetized or magnified rather. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, I got to approach this different. So I went in, I was like, you had a really good time. So good a time. You didn't want to come home. Did you? And he was like, yeah. I was like, you like hanging out with him. Don't you? He was like, yeah. I'm like, daddy's cool, but he's more fun. Isn't he? He was like, yep. I was like, okay, that's what it is. You just need to be around another kid. So that's when I figure out the things. I re- I literally replay everything that happened in my day, which is why I like going somewhere and sitting and being quiet and seeing where I maximized and where I could maximize to be more efficient for tomorrow. Hmm, that's real. So being a better person than you were the day before. Oh, you have to. You have to. I owe it to them too. I can't be because they're growing and they and they grow so fast. Like, super fast. I got to keep up. I can't be stagnant with somebody that's constantly growing. I got to be growing. Yeah. And they got to see it. They got to have a daddy be like, yeah, I was kind of wrong for telling you. You probably shouldn't cry. It's okay, man. We still really not going to be on that. But uh, you were really, really upset, weren't you? Yeah. All right, man. We're, I'm going to give you some time. We're going to watch Avatar, read a book, and go to bed. Bet. Thanks, Dad. Cool. That's real, man. I like that. So. So let me ask you this, man, because you um you kind of alluded to a little bit with the with the soccer practice. I'm gonna brag on you a little bit, man. What what are some of the stuff like some of the things you're out here doing in the community? Oh man, that's tight. Well, the <laughs> biggest impact, the thing, the thing I I like really like the two not my home, but a program I like to talk about is a boys and girls club. I got a friend named Evan Fowler that got me into the Boys and Girls Club. I got involved in Big Brothers Big Sisters through the frat, through Aaron Williams. And then I was like, I didn't know what I thought mentoring was, but it was way, way cooler than what I like imagined to the degree. 
and they have something called a program called Youth of the Year, where they pull kids from every campus that they have, <laughs> regionally, locally, district, all that, and they compete in this competition, and they can they submit like four different essays on who they think they are, where they're going, what inspires them, what obstacles are in their way, what they want to achieve. And we work, I call it a polishing program is how I see it. Cause you take kids that are in very tumultuous environments that have the drive, they have the zeal, they have the intelligence, they have the tenacity, they have the wherewithal, but what they don't have, they don't have, they don't have the grease to polish the wheel. And it's very, to me, it's very important to always appear polished and ready because it looks like you can, you're ready to handle the global affairs. So we polish these kids so that they can, they can express the genius that's latent within them in any environment. And I've done this my fourth year doing it two years. My mentee has won the entire thing, which they win a scholarship, they win an actual car, like a whole automobile, <laughs> and they get to compete at a regional level and then a national level. So I'm two, is it district or regional? I think it's regional. I think they do. The region, yeah, two regional champs in. So I'm going for another one this year. It's going to be really, tricky how we have it. I really appreciate um you breaking down the youth of the year program as the 1999 Atlantic City Boys and Girls Club Youth of the Year. You better talk about it. You, you know what I'm talk saying? about it. Freshman I, little 99. Uh, Ross, Ross, you got a real winner. <laughs> I mean, I know you know, but she wins on a lot of different boys. Like, she got money on every level. No, I'm a full-fledged club kid. When I came out of oh, grad God. school, I um my first job, I went back to the club that I worked in, um, well, that I grew up in, and my mom ran. That's probably that's really probably how I became youth of the year because my grades was trash, but but uh, extracurriculars was on point. That's um, But yeah, no, Boys and Girls Club Youth of the Year program is probably the the most elite youth program ever that does not include sports. Um, is is definitely is is definitely everything you just said it is because it's serious business and these yeah. kids get they all to it like they dead like. It's literally like, to me, it's like a college course. The mm-hmm. amount of writing that they have to do in such a short period of time, self-expression, understanding who I am, understanding how to talk. The biggest thing at a teaching was understanding how to talk to groups that you're unfamiliar with because mm-hmm. the judges are going to look nothing like your peers and a lot of them going to look nothing like your teachers. This is a whole nother group. So how do I learn how to cater my conversation to where I express a message to somebody who doesn't know me, but get them moved enough to empower me to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's different at every club. Mm-hmm. It's so you build out that club is responsible for building out what their youth of the year program actually looks like. Um, so yeah, that's that's soup. That's Flint super Fowler cool. oversees eyes, and, and as for St. Louis goes, he's holding it down like balloon strings. He really, really gets these kids engaged. He really has a really righteous program. The even from the clothes they pick, he's created different partnerships with luxury brands here that outfit the kids. If you don't have anything to wear, they have luxury brands that come down. They out of a trunk, like those luxury trunk shows. Mm-hmm. We're gonna pick for you what you're gonna wear. This how you carry all that. These kids, 
they're not gonna get that access and that exposure at that level anywhere. So the fact that I can be a part of something that can provide that, that's major. I love mm-hmm. that. I love projects on the east side. I'm focusing on nutrition right now, which is making me question a lot of things that I eat voluntarily, but involuntary nutrition, like food deserts, like unequal access to clean water. Like I'm not, we talking about basics, mm-hmm. basics that people are going without and they don't have the knowledge. So we formed a partnership with this architectural firm, HOK. They're the same firm that built the Falcon Stadium, actually, huh. with the origami roof. A friend of mine, BJ, he kept asking me about the project. What you doing on the east side? I'm like, man, I'm trying to figure out a way to get these certain groups, like, nutrient-rich food. And he was like, you got something written down? Of course I got it written down. As soon as I got <laughs> to the house, I sent it to him. And I hear from him, like, two weeks. And he called me back. I, I didn't think anything of it. He called me back and was like, a director at my job, HOK, wants to meet with you. They want to actually draw up the plans for the garden. So we can start based on what you did, the three different groups, which are seniors, children, and women who are either with child or have children. Those are the most susceptible because you have people who are suffering from the elders, debilitating disease because of what they've eaten all their life. You have children that are learning from their mothers what to eat based not on nutrition, but based on what's affordable. Like if I got $2, I can get a lot more from Hostess than I can from Deerberg's Fresh Market. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's about you're subconsciously teaching children that the body comes second to what it can afford, not the body comes first based on what's sustaining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you bringing in any of that into the um, into your family business? Hell yeah. Like most of the fruit we buy, I end up just giving away. And I like trade off with the kids. I'm like, I'll give you that bag of chips if you take a pair with you. Because you got to retrain the palate. If my palate is only trained to enjoy food that expires in 2030, it's heavy in salt, heavy in fat, heavy in sugar, a pair is not going to smack like that. It ain't even wrapped up, bro. How do I know it's clean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's a pair. We're going to wash it off. You're going to eat that and eat this and see how you feel. And then you you notice some come back. Hey, let me get to it in pairs. Keep the mm-hmm. change, bro. Buy, buy your water. You get the pairs is on us. So just as far as introducing it. So we have a senior home across the street from us. We have the John Robinson Housing, which is a project development, and the John DeShield, which is a project development that immediately surround us. So my interest going into 2020 is to bring back like the free food program. It's coming with some type of lunch, especially with kids not being able to go to school. Because I, I was reading that school subsidizes so many of the meals that would normally be consumed at home. And I never thought about that to this mm-hmm. outbreak. Like, dog, a lot of these kids is really eating their mom out of house at home. Like, for real, for real. Yeah, because mm-hmm. two of their meals happen at school. People at school. To- and I, don't mention mm-hmm. after school, the coach going to buy you some, some McDonald's or something. So yeah. you may have something coming in on the back end. So mm-hmm. I got to figure I'm figuring out a way to like get these meals out and go literally from door to door, either door to door or just make our our business the hub, like create some type of little card, send your kid down. Y'all number y'all neighborhood kid, the South End is where our business is located. Call them South End Sultans. Y'all want the South End Sultans? Come down here and get you some free food. Get yeah. you lunch, get you a salad, get you something. You know what I'm saying? Some type of sustenance and nourishment because I feel like that's the least. We owe that to each other. We owe it to our people. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send you some information y'all might be able to use. Um, I was gonna say for the summer, but I mean, at this point, everything's over, but <laughs> right, yeah, 
Man, I'm uh I know we uh we running up on the time right now, but I got two things for you, man. You talked about physical health just uh from you personally. I know you you dabbled in yoga a little bit. How are you protecting your mental health with everything that's going on socially, with the COVID, with being a parent? Like what are you doing to make sure your mental health is in tip top shape? Man, taking time to turn everything off. Turn that stuff off. Turn the TV off, turn the radio off flip your phone over it's gonna be bad news today and i bet you it's gonna be some bad news tomorrow should none of that in my mind stop me from coming up with ways to feed my family to help my family grow to teach my family like literally making the decision i'm not gonna be moved like on some biblical we fight not against flesh and blood type stuff like it's, it's out there it's out there if you want it you can find it out there whatever it is it's out there the bad news whatever whatever it's there are you going to let it stop the direction you move, though? It was there. It's been there since Jesus was here. It's the reason Jesus was taken out. It was. It's there. What, you, you going to walk on water? You going to stay on the boat? What you going to do? Real. No, uh, no, nah, nah, I appreciate that. And then, like, what are you doing? So as a parent, like, the one thing that nobody ever told me about and that I wish I knew about was the the type of anxiety that you have for your kids? Oh my like god! The, the random scenarios the, that you come about up with. That soccer practice, dog. We didn't. We Ocean's mother and I discussed summer camp because again, like, yo, we got to We have a child is a social butterfly. He feeds off being around other kids. He enjoys himself. Being at home has been a tax. We can start to see it. At first, he was like, "I'm home forever. What's up, y'all?" Now it's like. Y'all, I have to see my daddy again. I see my mama again. Dang. <laughs> so we looked at some summer camps. So I go check out a summer camp. And I'm like that daddy. I'm the daddy that be on top of everything. Like, I don't take, and it's something else I had to grow out of. I didn't care how I was, I was perceived as a partner. I only cared how I was perceived as a parent. Mm. And when it comes to that, like, I can't, you, you can't see me. I'm going way further than you're willing to go in opposition to anything in opposition to my child. So as I go, I'm walking around, I'm looking at the, the summer camp. I was like, so where do I drop them off? And she was like, oh, just right here at the door. I was like, oh, I'm not really a door dad. Like when it comes to school, school's a car going by school and everything else. Like I'm the dad that walks in. If I leave my child with you for eight hours of the day, I need to look at you in the eye. You need to look at me in the eye. We kind of need to get a feel for each other. I need to be able to gauge, you know what I'm saying? Temperature in the room, all that. Yeah. And they were like, well, no, because of COVID, like, you can't come in. I was like, but none of the instructors that my child will interact with are here. It's just administration. Oh, well, they'll be here once camp starts. I was like, but I can't come in the building and meet them. She was like, nah. I was like, okay, well, you, can, you know what I'm saying? You can hold this pamphlet because that ain't going to work. Like, when it comes to my kid, I don't even say anxiety. Like I'm stone cold crazy, mm-hmm. and I gotta figure out how to how to work with that. Cause it's I don't. I, it, it's certain things I'm not even finna. I'm not even finna entertain the thought of it not going my way. And that's one of them. I'm not even gonna pretend that it's gonna go any way that you think it's gonna go at all. I got a whole new game plan for this. It's gonna go my way when it comes to my kids. Period. Nah, no I argument. <laughs> it, it's I, I not, can't even disagree with you. I'm going to tell, tell you how bad I am. I'm going to tell you how bad I am. On Ocean's first day of school, again, I'm the dad 
I'm going to meet the teacher. I'm going to walk you to the class. I'm not going to come in and make a disturb. We're going to be there early. I'm going to walk you to the door. I'm going to look around the classroom. I'm going to see where you sit. Make sure it's clean. I'm going to see all the teachers. I'm going to eyeball everybody in the room. So I walk up to the principal, and I'm like, okay, where, where are the five and six-year-old? Where's kindergarten? Oh, kindergarten's over there. He'll go with me. I was like, oh, we haven't even met. I'm, I'm, I'm Ocean's dad. You don't, you don't know me. You definitely know my son. So, like, let, let's introduce ourselves first. Yeah. Oh, I'm Principal What's his name? All right, cool. Excellent. We got that out of the way. Now, which direction are you pointing me to where his classrooms are? Oh, well, we're not really doing that. It didn't help that he was white. It did not help that he was white at all. We're not really doing that, parents. I was like, you may not understand culturally how different cultures treat the first day of school. I'm a black dad. Not only am I going to be there, I'm going to be all the way present. Like I'm being engaged. Everybody's going to know me. All that. So if you could just kind of point, and we got into like a thing, and I don't know if he thought I was gonna budge or not, but I had canceled my whole day at that point. Yeah. So his mom, it was kind of like, okay, let's approach this another way. So she pulled him to the side, and she used, I guess, a softer language to let him know that I was not gonna budge, and one of us was gonna move, but it wasn't gonna be me. And he kind of like let it go, but I don't. I don't do that. I don't. I I don't know. I get very very testy when it comes to even the idea of my kids. I don't play that at all. You got you got a whole another monster. You got. I don't even like that person. I know yeah. you don't. Nah, I respect that, man. So I'm. A, nah, I appreciate you sharing that, and I'm. A, I'm gonna wrap it up with this, man. Like I, I appreciate you coming on. Like this, this us talking to you was more than what I expected. So I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And like as a dad who's co-parenting, what advice would you have for somebody who's out there struggling with the co-parenting and somebody who's making those, I, I won't call them excuses because I understand there's a situation out there, but somebody who's dealing with situations to where they aren't able to be in their kid's life uh what what do you recommend for somebody or not even recommend what advice do you have for somebody who's in the same not even the same but similar situation where they're doing co-parenting i would say number one at one point in time you felt a certain way about that person so much so the child created enough friction that child created a child stay there like, go back to that. Even if you can't go back there physically, go back there in your mind and realize this is another person I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. And if it's if it's a anywhere in the ballpark of reasonable person, then they also have that child's best interest at heart. And she said something, as she said something so important, and it's like, Everybody didn't come from where you come from and understand what you understand, but stay. I use the term stay on the felt. I like poker. The goal of poker is as much as it is to win, it's to just not get up, stay on the table. Yeah. So you're going to be dealt what you be dealt crazy hands. You got 18 years. You have 18 years. You might as well make it fun. Make it fun. Make it enjoyable. Even if you can't stand that person, make a game out of it. Mm-hmm. find some sort of agreement and again once you realize that you're not doing this for you or for the other person it's for the child so that child can see how to operate with the other sex so they know that mommy should walk on the inside instead of the outside yeah. mommy and daddy have to be together for that to actually be seen 
So even if it's no romance or even at least try to keep some civility into it and do yeah. it for the kids, bro. Yeah. It's listen, it's hard to be something you've never seen. It it is. It I completely agree with that. Yeah. I completely agree with that. So I'm this is one of the reasons why I'm glad that we that this is where the episode went because I'm hoping that you know this might get this episode gets passed around for somebody to hear it that's probably gonna be a lot younger or shoot it might be some older cats that really haven't been able to pull it together just to kind of hear like no this is not just working for me but this is working for our family and the I feel like the most well-known like mixed family probably is probably we're not going to use them right now because they under some hot water but probably like Swiss Beats, Alicia Keys and um what's her name what's the ex-wife name Moran something with an M I know who you're talking about yeah but I feel like they were one hip-hop culture for this for us to see like "Mm, this you know this don't have to be that hoe over there like it, it don't have, it to, don't be have to be vh1 it can yeah. really be black people like coming together and and if you really call with it if you really call with it y'all will mess around and pull all y'all resources and come up with some type of business y'all can run for the kids some way something mm-hmm. to keep you all engaged outside of the bad yeah if you created enough bad memories to be separate we'll create more good memories that squash the bad memories so when you come together you can at least have some another foundation built upon Relationship wise may have crumbled, but we got a foundation of let's be dope parents. We got a foundation of let's be financially secure. We got a foundation of which I admire y'all so much. Let's travel everywhere with our kids. Mm Y'all bring our kids everywhere. She been to the Great Wall. She been to the Great Wall. She been everywhere. I would say part of that is that was our plan to begin with. Like we wanted her to see the world a lot sooner than we were able to see the world. And then the other half of that is our parental anxiety and who do we trust to watch our kid? <laughs> who are we gonna leave we... our kid with for that yeah, long? Yeah. So I mean that was our importance of having stable, dope godparents. Um, but we also don't wanna, you know, wear them out. And we want her to see and experience that. Like, yeah, I mean can I ask how you all are doing? Because I, I, I'll be rude, not, not, how are y'all doing through all this? Like, how are you managing having a child at home? I don't know if you work from home, just being in clothes. Like, I'm an introvert, so this is, mm-hmm. this is heaven to me. This is a turtle getting the biggest shell. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we straight. <laughs> nah, like, for real. Like, nah, like, it's good. I'm an introvert, obviously, like, you know me. So, I'm a, it's been cool. Like Naomi is chilling. Mm-hmm. Like she feels like we're her little friends all the time. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had to get in a groove, but once once we found the groove, it took us we had what uh three couple but I was so me and Naomi were home first. Then Justin came to work from home a week after and we had to jump him in. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because he was tripping at first, but then we got <laughs> we got him straight. Um, I I saw what you did. I don't know if it was for Father's Day or for his birthday. You created him a space. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Man. How does how does that work? Like, do you lose him in that space? Oh no, that was his space for the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got super. I thought he had a space space. No, no, he does have a space space I in the house. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. he don't okay. use it, but he got a space. But that was just for just that particular day, just to, for to be chill and 
Um, and we just, so we were social distancing still. So we just invited um, another couple and their, I think deuces, he's almost two, another couple and their two-year-old over that we knew were quarantining as hard as we were. Um, and the dads kind of just got to hang out in there and then the moms like did the whole pool thing with the kids. Yeah, I messed around and tried to hang out there this past weekend, man. I almost passed out, and it was a hundred degrees. It was hundred degrees and some plastic. I was like, oh, I almost ain't make it back. He was wow. in there hot boxing himself with a cigar, I, I, in there cooking like popcorn. <laughs> but you need that though. I I can't stress it enough. I really, really, I love you all, and I love how you all love each other. Y'all make being married look cool, and nobody I've ever. There's you. I got a partner named Darren that makes marriage look cool. I got a partner in Texas that makes marriage look cool. Other than that, I'd be looking around like, what are y'all doing, man? This don't look fly. <laughs> I look forward to attending Jabari wedding. Oh, yeah. We're going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all going to be in there front and center. <laughs> if it happens, it's going it's gonna to be an event. And it's going to, I'm excited about it. We're going to have a live broadcast, Marriage Caviar, live. Jabari said he wouldn't, but here we are. How I got over. (laughs) I got a book like Steve Harvey on it. Already, man. Hey, I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, You know who else love you, man? Antonio Carlos Jobim, man. uh... (laughs) Ooh, Ooh, you better talk about the wave. You better talk about it. No, we got to put that. We got to. You got to run that back, though. You got to tell the people what what we talking about. Look, I asked Barry for like a playlist for sleep. And uh, he sent me like maybe four hours. And I played the first one, uh, Antonio Carlos Jobim wave album. We played that from the moment Naomi was born till now. Right. We probably the reason is going double platinum, probably. And literally three times a day for at least a, a year, year and, and a half. half. Yeah. Bro, it, it, it will work. I believe in the power of me. I tell people all the time my parents introduced me to Stevie Wonder, and Stevie Wonder introduced me to God through music. So right. I try to find a, a soundtrack for every moment. Like, BET is introducing the Rough Riders uh, special, so I'm teaching my son about DMX, Swiss yeah. Beat, B, Oh my God, you had to say DMX. How much yeah. did oh. Justin pay you to say this shit? Well, Dark we gonna walk right into it. it. Dark Man X is it. My line brother used to quote that before activities. Like he, and we used to say <laughs> a DMX prayer, and then walk into the shadow of darkness. Yeah. Well, oh, so. I don't know if you know, but we had this whole debate on DMS being one of the greatest. So nobody, nobody has time for the real conversation, Ross. I'm gonna keep. They don't want to hear. Nobody, who you know? Not I. I don't know anybody that did that. Two albums. Who, who you know did what? Dropped two stellar albums within the same year. In the same, same year. year, he ain't waste no time. And he, Man, so did Hannah Montana, but golly, guys, come on. <laughs> he kept the energy the same. Bro, killed it. And every album, you was waiting for one thing, what the new prayer going to be. Every single time. Like, I got time to discuss DMX. Like, I I, I got Yeah, none of this is making the episode. <laughs> we need all that. We need all that. But tell the good people uh, where they can find you, or if you want to be found, you can. You can I'm around. Them. I'm I'm outside like the weather. I can always be found. I'm at. You know what? Tell me what, what what's my Twitter? It's a uh, bugging out 
underscore DTRT. That stands for Do the Right Thing. And Bugging Out was my favorite character from that movie. Uh, yeah. It's the same thing on Instagram as well. And they can catch me. They catch me at work, man. Come to the fish market. Holler at me. We 75 years strong this year. It's Bond Avenue, oh, Fish and Poultry, 1517 Bond Avenue, East St. Louis, Illinois, 62207. Come yeah, on. Southside, come holler at us. We there. We got nothing. We got all the love you can pack. We got it. There you go, man. Congratulations to you and your family, man. Much 75 years. Bro. That's what's up. And y'all can find them at the Boys and Girls Club. Support the Youth of the Year program. Please do, because I'm going for my I'm going for my my, my third one this year. We going off. They gotta start giving out rings, little Super Bowl rings. I'm with all of it. Don't get me started. <laughs> I'm with all of it. Poker bracelet, something. Let, 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 let's step it up a notch. <laughs> Craziness. All right, Jabari. All right, man. I love you. Love y'all. Peace. Yeah. I'm a cancer. I'm real like, I'm going to say things one time. I'm going to let you know how I feel. And in that moment, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you all of that in that moment. But I'm not going to repeat that. Like, it took a lot just to get that out to begin with. So, me Mm. repeating it makes me feel like, well, damn, man, I took the Band-Aid off and let you see the wound. And you just did what black mamas do when you got something in your eye. Just blew in it real fast and said, go away. (laughs) Like, instead of really taking the time to, like, hear what I'm saying. Like, not feeling like I'm not listened to when we like have confrontation. I try to like talk us out of it. Mm -hmm. That frustrates me a lot.